Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back, or if you're joining us today for the first time, my name is Jennifer and I'm one of your hosts on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Now, I think you're in for a real treat today, and that's because today's interview is with board-certified orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Basil Besch. Dr. Besch practices with Fremont Orthopedic and Rehabilitative Medicine in California. Now, I had the privilege of meeting Dr. Besch while serving on a panel discussion about online reputation management at a leadership summit for the AAOS. Dr. Besh, he gets reputation management. And for his efforts, he's received tons of accolades and awards over the past few years, including the Vitals Patients Choice Award in 2014 and the Vitals Top 10 Hand Surgeons in California Award in 2014. In addition to managing his daily practice, Dr. Besh holds leadership positions on the Board of Counselors of the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery and the board of directors of the California Orthopedic Association. I think you're going to get tons out of today's conversation with Dr. Besh. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Corey for today's interview. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Dr. Besh, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Corey, for having me. No problem. No problem. Glad to have you. And so for our listeners that might not be familiar with you, describe your practice for us a little bit. Well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, which means I deal with uh, problems with the tendons, ligaments, and bones. I'm in private practice, so I'm not uh, uh, an academic or or uh, employed by a hospital. Uh, we're a small group of orthopedic surgeons, and uh, we basically uh, get people healthy and moving and uh, take care of their bones, ligaments, and tendons. And how many years have you been in practice? Uh, about 12 years. This will be my 12th year out of training and uh, uh Long road of training, and uh, uh, so I've been uh, I've been on my own in private practice for about twelve years. Okay, and and how big is your group? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, three doctors, three okay. orthopedic surgeons. Yeah. All right. So I would assume then that you guys do not have a marketing person. Uh, you know, we, we we have been able to patch it together, you outsourcing uh, here and there, but we do not have a dedicated in-house marketing person. Gotcha. All right. So tell us a little bit about how experienced you are uh, with marketing and, and what type of marketing that you do specifically for your practice. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'm getting more experience with marketing every day. <laughs> uh, as, the, as the landscape of healthcare changes, uh, you have to remember there was a day when uh, even marketing in the yellow pages was frowned upon by the American Medical Association. Uh, but now being in private practice, uh, you know, it's it's competitive and uh, y- you have to have a marketing presence, whether that be in print, uh, online. Uh, but at the end of the day, the best marketing uh, is really patients. Uh, when you do a good job with a patient uh, and they tell to others and they tell to others, uh, that really is the, the best marketing you can do in medicine. Yeah, word of mouth really, um, I, I think, in, in most forms of, of advertising is, is always best, you know, be, and, and what we say to a lot of our 
clients and practice administrators and things like that that we work with is, you know, if you're not going to advertise in some of these places, then your competitors down the street most likely are. That's correct. Yeah. So um, speaking from experience, what do you kind of see as the biggest marketing challenge for your practice specifically? Well, obviously the first marketing challenge is even having to pay attention to marketing. <laughs> right. And again, uh, you know, going back to that history of organized medicine uh, in this country, uh, that's relatively novel uh, in the world of being a physician. Uh, I think the second uh, biggest challenge I'd have to say is that uh, information is out there uh, and you have a presence online whether you like it or not. And uh, we as physicians really can't uh, afford to bury our head in the sand uh, and not at least try to uh, influence or correct uh, our reputation online, uh, where it used to be a little more contained, just a patient talking to another patient. Uh, now, most folks will go online and look you up and see who you are before making the decision to come to you for care. Yeah, I think that's something that I, you hit the nail on the head saying that a lot of physicians kind of bury their heads in the sand because they, uh, you know, they just, you know, they, they look at it and say, oh, that's not really that important. But that's not really the case, is it? No, no. In fact, it's never been more important. I think that uh, uh, every day uh, our population is becoming more savvy in terms of uh, having access to information uh, on the Internet, uh, on social media. And I think you, you ignore that at your own peril. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, yeah. So since you're a small practice, you just have a, a couple of, of doctors associated with you. Uh, what have you done to ensure accuracy and, and information online for, for you guys? Well, I, I think uh, it's an ongoing process, and it really starts with uh, monitoring. So when we decided to make a commitment uh, to managing our online presence, uh, the first thing we did was uh, Google ourselves. I never thought I'd live to see the day when Google was a verb, but it's uh, taken for <laughs> Here granted. Here we are. Yeah, we wanted to know how we appeared online, and that's uh, partially our website, uh, partially online review sites that are dedicated uh, to medicine, uh, and uh, partially just typical consumer uh, uh, online review sites. Uh, I think the second thing, once you have a sense of uh, what you're looking like online, is to, is to take the time to correct factual information. So a lot of these websites will draw from other databases, and if there's something incorrect, such as an address or a specialty, uh, that can be uh, promulgated forward to other websites. Uh, and so we took the time just to, you know, usually they have a little link uh, that allows you to uh, uh, click on and correct factual information. So we, we, uh, uh, we did that, but it's not a one-time deal. It's something where you're constantly on an ongoing process monitoring your presence online. Now, for uh, let's say we have some, some practice administrators, maybe even some physicians that are listening to the show right now. If you had to put a, um, like a, a time limit on, on what you spend on a, a week or a month or something like that to look at these, what, do you have an idea of how long it takes to actively kind of monitor these and adjust them? I'd say the most time investment was the first time around where you're uh, looking around, uh, you know, one or two or three search pages deep uh, to see where you come up, where your practice comes up. Uh, after that, there's uh, some real efficient ways to do it, such as setting up what we call a Google Alert, uh, where you can put in some keywords and Google will actually uh, email you every time something changes uh, in your online profile. I believe there are some companies that do that. Uh, as well. So it's not really much of a time commitment after uh, the, the first initial investment. 
And let me ask you, when did you first kind of Google yourself and, and really start to make this push? I'd say somewhere between three and four years ago. We kind of made the break from our hospital a little bit. Uh, and uh, before, you know, we took for granted uh, that we'd have uh, referrals forever. Uh, but, uh, you know, once you're not really part of a hospital, uh, th then you're kind of on your own. And so we, we uh, made a commitment uh, to uh, making sure that we, we took control of our online reputation, and that was probably about four years ago. Okay. And so, you know, part of that online reputation management is, um, you know, once you see that you've got a positive or a negative review is, is uh, responding to it. I mean, I, I would say that that's one of the most important things to do is if you have the opportunity to make that outreach and, and uh, you know, try and correct the situation as much as possible. Would you agree? I, I would uh, very, very much agree, and I would say it's uh, not just one of the most important, but one of the most difficult. Uh, you can certainly get yourself into uh, a sticky wicket uh, if you don't uh, respond to those negative reviews correctly. Yeah, and especially with uh, some of the uh, search and websites, when they pull up these results, if you have negative reviews, they'll actually uh, they'll show a rating and you know a lot of physicians might not know it but they could show up and they've you have like one out of five stars and I think in a patient size right when they see that they're just on to the next one yeah yeah that it, uh, obviously it goes without saying it very much influences uh, consumer selection uh, because they're going to look at a couple of different ones and they're going to compare them to each other and uh, you know sad to say uh, the one with the best reviews wins yeah yeah, it's just like uh, picking a restaurant. You know, when you're going out to eat, it's almost you know it's a it's a parallel to that, which is you know unfortunate in some cases and and also a positive in others. You're you're not kidding. And I read a statistic somewhere where, uh, in terms of uh, what consumers are using online reviews for, uh, I think physician and, and dentists were second only to restaurants. Yep. Uh, in terms of how often. Uh, uh, potential patients uh, were looking online to gauge uh, uh, physicians and dentists and then finally make a consumer decision. So with that said, uh, do you encourage patients to leave positive reviews for you? We generally do. We look at it as, as uh, we don't want to influence them. We just want to make it easier for them. Uh, we think that their likelihood of being happy depends primarily on our clinical care. Uh, but their likelihood of telling other people is we want to lower those barriers. And so we, we have some uh, you know, handouts in the office uh, where, where they can go to specific websites or websites of their choice. Uh, and and you know, essentially, it's a tell your friends campaign. If you were happy, tell your friends. If you weren't, let us know what it takes to, to make you happy. And how do you do that? Is that just like a flyer or something that you hand out to patients? Or what's the process there? I, I think we've kind of uh, uh, done it in a broad way. Uh, the first step really is educating your staff. Uh, your staff should be able to kind of pick up on red flags when patients are unhappy. Uh, give them a little more TLC and see if you can flip that. <laughs> and pick up on red flags when patients have had a particularly good experience uh, and train the staff to encourage patients uh, to leave those uh, reviews. Uh, we do it as much electronically as we can uh, through email addresses, but we always take the per patient's uh, permission first, and we'll email something out encouraging them if they had a good experience to leave a good review. Uh, and uh, we also have, uh, you know, for folks who are not quite as tech-savvy, uh, a little handout just printed on regular paper 
uh, when patients are identified as having had a particularly good experience, some instructions on how they can uh, leave some online feedback for our practice. And I think if, if um, I had to put on my practice administrator hat, one of the things that I would think when I hear this is, oh, this sounds like so much work and it's going to take so many patients to change the rating and really make a difference, but that's not really the case. Well, like many things, once you have a process in place, you're not reinventing the wheel every time. Uh, so I would say to practice administrators, uh, there's an upfront investment in terms of training staff uh, and perhaps getting some of the material ready. Uh, but once that's done, uh, it really is relatively steady state. Uh, I don't think it's a, uh, as daunting as some people would think. Yeah, and I would add on to that as well that, you know, for a lot of physicians, they're, um, you know, they are being rated, but there's there's not an overwhelming number of ratings. So, you know, you might only have a handful, you know, let's say like three ratings. So, you know, it's not really too difficult to encourage patients and, and double that number, you know, all five stars or whatever the case may be for the particular rating site and, and really improve the rating in the way that you show up on that front page of Google where it is so important. I, I agree, and I think it, uh, you know, as we said earlier, uh, it really is an investment in the practice. Uh, there's perhaps now with the uh, abundance of information available, uh, no better way uh, to get the word out uh, than online, and, and to the extent that you're able to at least influence uh, your online uh, reputation, your online presence, uh, it pays back in spades. Certainly, certainly. So um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about um, some of the other things that you guys have done to market your practice, are you guys doing any sort of um, like print or radio or any type of other online advertising or do you pretty much just stick to the basics? I think, uh, I think online has probably been the highest uh, yield in terms of return on investment. We do some local print ads. Uh, I think the other thing we do uh, is the unadvertising, which is we support our local sports teams, uh, we support our, our local youth uh, sports programs, uh, and that tends to create uh, kind of an undercurrent or a buzz uh, in the community. I think the more you give back, the more you get. And we don't do it necessarily for that reason, but we find that uh, a lot of folks come in to see us because of our presence in the community and, and the uh, volunteer work that we do. Yeah, there's just something about that kind of grassroots effort that you know people can really uh, connect with. and. and I think even going back and tying it with some of the online reputation stuff, you know, if they see you out in the community, they remember to search your name, and then you've got the positive rating there. And those two things working in conjunction can really, you know, make or break the decision for the potential patient. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, Dr. Besh, I want to thank you for your time. If uh, some of the listeners, they want to get to know a little bit more about you or your practice, where can they find you? It's at www.drbesh.com, D-R-B-E-S-H. Awesome. Well, Dr. Besh, thank you again. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. It's been my pleasure, Corey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Corey, thank you so much. Great interview. And Dr. Besh, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking your time um, to provide some valuable, valuable insight to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast listeners. Yeah, and one of the big takeaways I got from talking with Dr. Besh was that he saw this online review trend coming and he decided that, you know what, th this is going to be big and I'm going to take it and I'm going to own it and understand it and educate myself as much as possible on it 
and kind of become an expert at it because it's going to happen regardless. So I might as well know about it. And, and I think that is, is huge. And that is a vital message for every one of our listeners and every one of the physicians at our listeners practices. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think another one of the big takeaways is that it's critical to train your staff to recognize both happy and unhappy patients. And, um, you just can't say enough about this because your staff really is your front line. And sometimes, you know, they only get, you know, your patient only gets, you know, five minutes with the doctor, but they could have an hour with different members of your staff. And so if your staff knows what to be on the lookout for, um, and if you go to the Dr. Marketing Tips website and you grab our ebook on creating rock star employees, um, we talk about a lot of this because your staff needs to be able to identify what to be on the lookout for. Yeah, and, and the fact is, you know, typically if you listen to us in the past or if you read some of our stuff, um, you know that we recommend that the doctor sometimes asks for these reviews, but sometimes the doctor, he just doesn't feel comfortable doing that. So it's important that the staff can also recognize these happy and unhappy patients, and then they're empowered to take action once they recognize this happy or unhappy patient. Yeah, another thing Dr. Best said is, that, you know, you don't need to get pushy with it. You know, don't try to influence reviews. You just need to, your role as a practice manager and as a practice is to make reviewing the physician or the experience at the office easy. as easy as possible. It's not your job to tell them what to do. It's your job to make it very simple for somebody to get something off of their chest, whether it's good or bad. And hopefully if they get something off their chest that's bad, you look at it from an operational standpoint as an opportunity to get better. Yeah, I think that is key to drive home too. If there's, you know, really more than two steps involved, you've got too many steps and no one's going to do it. So you might as well make it as easy as possible and you'll be surprised at how many people are actually willing um, and, and actually want to leave you these reviews if they can do it in a nice, easy, quick fashion. So I think that probably wraps it up for today. I think Dr. Besh, I mean, he's so articulate and well-spoken, and it, it's, such a, it's such a good thing to be able to hear it directly from the horse's mouth of you know, a doctor that's embraced online reputation management, something we talk about all the time, so it just feels good when a physician gets it. And so, again, thank you so much, Dr. Besh, and thank you for Corey, and thank you to all the listeners out there that took their time to spend it with us today at Dr. Marketing Tips. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.